Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of In Bloom Podcast, or welcome back. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm really looking forward to this week's episode, which I know I say every single week, and I know every single podcast host out there literally starts their episodes with this, but this time, and every other time, I'm serious, y'all. I have had a week from hell, and before you just exit out and think, oh my gosh, Abby, if you're going to sit here and be just a gloomy mood person for the next 45 minutes, I'm exiting out. Hold on. Don't do that because I promise that's not what this episode is going to be about. I know that a lot of my episodes have been more focused, not necessarily, they haven't been negative. It's just been more focused on overcoming negative things. And that's important though you know I'm not gonna skip over the hard stuff I'm not only gonna share the positive the easy the bright happy motivational things I also want to share the things that are real life that are really tough and difficult to work through as a adult and just really share as much as I can as I figure things out on my own because I know I'm not the only person that struggles with the things I struggle with and I wasn't originally going to call this episode what I'm actually calling it, but I went through and I looked at my episodes or I searched my episodes and I feel like my Spotify isn't showing me something when I search because there's no way in my almost four years of podcasting, which that's actually nuts to say out loud. I cannot believe it's been almost four years. Um, In my almost four years of podcasting, I can't believe I haven't done an episode of how to get out of a slump. Or maybe it's like I did one and it was just so long ago that Spotify just doesn't show it to me when I search it through my podcast or whatever. So I don't know, but we're going to be talking about how to get out of a slump and get how to get through a bad day. And this is not your typical episode for this type, kind of stuff. I know that there's usually advice online for these kind of things and it's usually like rest and take some time for yourself like duh we know that right and also it's I don't want to say it's bs but it's because it's not bs we do need the rest to take time for ourselves when we have a bad day and we need to you know let ourselves feel it but I think that that isn't the best solution sometimes and I think that a lot of times when we go through really difficult stuff or we're having a bad day or we're going through a slump I think a lot of the narrative nowadays is to be very gentle about it and kind of tiptoe your way through it and around it instead of getting to the actual root of the problem like you I feel like a lot of the narrative nowadays is okay just kind of like let the emotion exist as long as it needs to and everything but how are you ever gonna get through it if that's just how you deal with it if you just wait for the emotion to pass and I'm not sitting here saying you're not supposed to feel your feelings because you totally are and I'll, I'll get into that later in the episode but I just feel like the narrative's a little too gentle and too tiptoey in my opinion when it comes to what I typically hear when it comes to getting out of a slump and getting through a bad day so I wanted to share quite literally what I did this week because it was life-changing actually truly life-changing how I got myself through a series of bad days or really I guess how I brought myself out of them not really how I got through them because it was more so about the 
after the fact, I've had a really crappy past few days and this cannot go on any longer. It's what I did once I had that thought to go forward instead of how I really got myself through them. But it's really, you know, letting a bad day just be limited to that day and not carrying it with you into the next day and how to just, you know, move on from a bad day and carry on, I guess you could say. And I'm really excited because I am sharing what I did, but I'm also sharing quite literally a form of therapy that really helped me get through this. And it's funny because I didn't really know the term, this therapy term, and I didn't really know it was an actually a coined thing, which in the back of my mind, I knew it was a thing, but I had never heard the terminology for it. I had never really had it brought up to me, but it's basically called opposite action. And it's a form of therapy. I believe it's dialectical behavior therapy, but I'm not a therapist or psychologist. So sorry if I butchered that, but that is what my research has told me it is. And we're going to talk a little bit about that because it's something that I was doing without knowing I was doing it. And then it's like, as I was trying to gather my thoughts for this episode, I ended up coming across it online and realizing it's actually a thing. Anyways, let's go ahead and get into the podcast so we can get to it. And this week's quote before we get started is from Pinterest and it says, nobody else is watching you the way you're watching yourself. No one is evaluating or judging you like you're evaluating and judging yourself. Everyone else is far too preoccupied with their own flaws and struggles to scrutinize your every move find peace in this. I love this quote because it's something you hear a lot, but that last sentence, find peace in this, is so powerful to include with this whole concept and idea. I feel like I always hear people say, oh, nobody's ever, you know, watching you the way you think people are watching you and people don't have time to pay attention to you the way you think that they are. And you always hear people say that, but you never hear anyone say to find peace in the fact that everybody else is too preoccupied with what they've got going on to, you know, pay any mind to you because you can tell yourself that all day long, but once you remind yourself to find peace in that, it's a lot easier to kind of accept it. And it reminds me of when I was a little kid and I remember I would have to change in the car a lot for gymnastics to get into like my leotard after elementary school, middle school, whatever. And I always hated changing in the car because a lot of times the situation was we had the drive from school and typically it was, you know, a lot of traffic and I wouldn't really have a ton of time to change once I got there. And you normally, if you're late the gymnastics, you know, you got to run extra laps, rope climbs, something crazy like that. And I never obviously wanted to do that if I didn't have to. So changing in the car was often the solution for changing into my leotard. And I remember I would always tell my mom I didn't want to change because I was so worried about people in other cars seeing me, which if we're stopped at a red light, that's a valid fear, but we were usually like driving and I, my mom always said, you know, nobody's, or it wasn't my mom, I actually think it was my brother when we were little and he would be like, nobody's, you know, looking in here. I'd be like in the very back of the van changing and then he'd be in like the middle bucket seats and he'd say, nobody's paying attention to you the way you think they are or something like that. And it always bugged me because I was always just like, but what if somebody sees me? And it always freaked me out. And I just, this quote just made me think of that when I was little and how I always had my brother saying that or my mom, whoever was saying it. I don't even remember at this point, but it's truly just such a great thing to remember. And I I went back to therapy this morning for the first time since March 
which is crazy that it's been that long. It was actually totally an accident that it was this long. Basically, I was supposed to have an appointment at some point in April and it completely got missed on like the Zoom calendar and it just never ended up happening and then life just got in the way and I've just been really busy, which isn't an excuse, but I truly time's just been flying and I haven't made it a priority and I finally went back this morning and I was kind of talking to my therapist about how I always, I I was talking about proving myself to people and how I'm really just trying to let go of that and how when I am in a position where I feel like I'm making decisions in an effort to prove something to somebody, I, there's not a person in my mind, you know, it's just the idea of proving myself because I'm trying to feel validated in some way. And that's just a really exhausting way to live. And it's just not the best way to make decisions, of course. And I was just talking a lot about that. And this quote just really reminded me of, you know, proving myself. It's not like anybody's out there keeping tabs on me and what I'm up to at such a detailed and refined level that they are evaluating and judging my every move the way I am. And you know what? Maybe there are people who are doing that, especially with being me being like an online person. But that's not my problem at the end of the day. But ultimately, I just really am trying to let go of that innate desire I have to prove myself to people and just remind myself that I am whole as I am already. There's nothing for me to prove to anyone and no amount of trying to overcompensate and wear myself out in ways just to for the sake of proving myself to an unknown audience is worth it because at the end of the day no one is paying that much attention to me and it's kind of funny because it's such an interesting phenomenon in my mind because I feel like it's kind of a self-centered thing to think that people are you know paying that much attention to you but at the same time it's coming from a place of putting others opinions on a pedestal before your own so it's kind of like a little bit of a dichotomy there and my goal for this week I have a few like actual goals in terms of to do's and I first want to mention that hopefully probably won't be the next episode that comes out but maybe two weeks from now there will be a new podcast cover which I know I mentioned last week in my mid-year reset it being a big goal of mine to get a new cover shot and I am actually going to be taking my fiance with me to take pictures next weekend and no he is not a photographer but your girl just does not want to spend the money on a photographer right now with having to pay for wedding stuff so I'm going to use my resources my resources being my fiance and I mean I can set up my camera for lighting settings and stuff and I can bring a tripod if I need to but Griffin has a pretty good creative eye honestly and I'm very comfortable in front of him in front of a camera so it's just sort of a good situation there and I just didn't really feel feel like spending the $300, $400 that it would take to do a photo shoot with somebody and it's been really hard because I had a vision for doing it and there's this one place that I really wanted to take pictures at but it's about an hour away from us so it would have been like a big commitment over the weekend because it would be like an hour drive there, an hour of taking pictures and then an hour on the way home which isn't the end of the world and Griffin you know, said, I'd rather not spend my weekend doing that, but if it's something that you want to do and if it makes you happy, then I'd love to. So 
I love that. But <laughs> I totally get it because on the weekends I'm, you know, wanting to be very selfish with my time. But I, when I asked him and I kind of was recruiting him into helping me with this next weekend, I was like, okay, we have this option, which I feel like fits my vibe, like my, my own personal brand, and it fits how I see in Bloom Podcast but it's not necessarily the best option when it comes to being a cover for the sake of it doesn't really provide a good clean simple background for photos and you kind of need to have a clean background to layer a logo over a picture and I was stumped because it was an hour away but I really really love it and I still love it I'm gonna take pictures there one day like I have to because I'm just obsessed with it so one day I will do that, but we're going to do something closer instead that has a more clean background, more of a little bit modern feel, because I was also scared if I did this other place that was far away, it has more of a whimsical kind of nature-esque feel, and I love that so much, and it's so me, but I that was kind of the vibe I was chasing with the podcast cover I have right now, and it's been two years since I shot it and I feel like it's just not representative of the podcast and not as eye grabbing because it's not necessarily it's like a good it fits the brand and vibe of the podcast that I have but it doesn't it's not good for a podcast cover I guess you could say and I didn't want to be in the same situation two years from now and think oh I feel like this doesn't isn't very like eye-catching and it's not good for a podcast cover because of the setting it's in so I didn't want to run into that problem again and kind of trying to learn from myself there and you know I may have a desire to shoot in this place just because it's really pretty and it fits the vibe but that doesn't mean it's practical I guess you could say um and it'll be a lot better time-wise to go somewhere closer so I'm excited for that that's one of my goals is to book the place for this week and then I want to like get things done related to that so I want to make my nail appointment for the morning of when we do that because I'm probably going to need my nails redone because I have a hot hot pink on right now and I don't think I want that in the podcast cover picture and so I need to book that appointment to get my nails done next Saturday and I am either need to like shop through my own closet and find some outfits I could do because I'm going to try and shoot in a couple different outfits but if not, I'm just going to rent stuff from Newly because that's just honestly the cheapest way for me to get a variety of outfits and them be good outfits. So I want to figure out like what stuff I'll get there as well if I am going to do that. But my real goal for the week is to basically take my own advice from this episode because I will be going into um, this 4th of July week is a week that my whole firm is shut down basically and we're not supposed to be working at all this week but because of a client I'm on I do have to work this week so I'm deferring my holiday break to the end of July and with all of that I was originally supposed to be working on the 4th of July too because the client doesn't observe the 4th of July because they're not in the U.S. basically and which you know no big deal whatever I'm deferring the holiday it's not like I don't get to take the time but obviously it does suck because it's not taking time off at the same time as everybody else and I what I'm going to be working on it's basically my the provision that I'm on I'm a CPA if you did not know and it's this tax provision I'm on and the way they work it's 
intense for two weeks and then it like basically stops and you don't do it again until the next quarter so you kind of like pick it up and you go really hard and then it's like pencils down you don't have to touch it for you know until the next quarter and I've been on it since October of last year so I've kind of gotten in the groove of it but there was a lot of there was a little bit of a comfortable feeling when I first started it and I don't want to say comfortable that might not be the right word but there was grace given to me because I was new to it and you know if I didn't know how to do something or if I made a mistake on something not a big deal but because it's such a time sensitive and pressing project basically it's kind of I hate saying this but perfection is expected and you really don't have room for mistakes and I mean you can make mistakes and correct them and stuff but like you really shouldn't be making them I guess you could say or at least that's the perspective of you know the people working on it I guess so it's, it can be very very stressful especially because it's on such a big time constraint and I've been having a lot of anxiety about it this week because this quarter is the first quarter that I'm going to be the only preparer on it because there's been it's been me and actually one of my close work from friends for ever since I started on it but my close work friend that was also a preparer she just recently rolled off so I'm going to be the only preparer and that's been giving me anxiety because I am stressed about the additional responsibility that I'm picking up with that and I'm just I just know a lot's expected of me so it's been stressing me out but I'm trying to not let that stress get the best of me because if I do it's definitely going to impact my performance whereas if I just tell myself you've done this before successfully and you'll do it successfully again you know don't get in your own head don't work yourself up over it you know you're capable of it you've literally done it before just because you know somebody isn't there that usually isn't there doesn't mean you can't do your job so it's been stressing me out so with all that being said I really want to take my advice in this week's episode and not let my you know stress eat me alive and get the best of me and really do my best to just you know start each day with a clean slate because it can be really easy during these really busy times during my provisions for me to carry my moods from one day into the next if we had you know a really busy hectic rough day I'm during provision it's really easy to just carry it into the next day because it's you know it feels like all you're doing is working for that two weeks so with all that being said that is my goal for this week and I really just want to do my best to take time for myself when I can um, because of all of that and then my gratitude for this week I am actually so thankful I know I just mentioned that I am supposed to be working on the 4th of July too but they actually just told us today it was the best Friday surprise like sent in the big team's chat that they are not going to be they basically decided that we don't really have to work on the 4th of July so I'm so so thankful it was like the best surprise because I mean yes I have to work the rest of the week and nobody else really does except for like the people on this team but I am so thankful that we have the 4th off like it's literally such a nice surprise and it'll be such a good break and I really want to treat it like a true day off and like I'm gonna try my best to get like all my other work done for YouTube and stuff so I don't have to do anything that day and I can like really rest and recharge so that's my goal with that um but I'm really really thankful that we are gonna have off which they've like haven't done that before like this engagement is historically they you always have to work during the 4th of July because that's just when Q2 falls and it's crazy because this I don't know when the last time they would have not worked on the 4th of July is if there even has been one so I'm really really thankful 
Um, Because it definitely would have been, you know, I just would have started my day off probably in a bad mood knowing that I was having to work and like literally nobody else I know was would be working. So going into that day, I would, I know myself and I know I'd already kind of just be starting the day with a bad attitude and bad mindset. So I'm glad that I don't have to worry about that anymore. And I'm just like, I can truly take the day off and rest. And I'm very, very thankful for that. But let's go ahead and get into the episode. And really, I'm going to just very quickly debrief this past week. So with my firm shutting down next week, it's basically been so crazy. And one of my senior managers had said something in office the other week. And they were like, oh, because he was asking how my schedule has been. I was like, honestly, I've been a lot busier than I thought I would be this time of year because last year this time of year I felt like I was mainly working on a lot of learnings and then just kind of tying up loose ends with some of my the clients I was on and there was nothing really pressing going on and if I had anything to do it's like people were like you know no rush to get this done this week it can be done next week whatever but then lately it's been like it's felt like busy season basically this past week and a half I'd say for me because everybody has been trying to finish like everything and the senior manager had said oh the magical june 30th deadline because it's you know not i actually think it is a deadline for something i can't think of what it is though right now but um it's not typically a very like common or popular deadline and basically what he was saying is you know june 30th people kind of like create that as a deadline because the firm's about to shut down and or it's you know the end of the month right before the shutdown whenever it falls or whatever so people are just trying to get things done before everybody you know goes out on vacation and everything like that and so everybody I felt like was just wanting everything done right away and it's like everybody's wanting everything done ASAP and my to-do list is like six items long so when people are wanting everything done and your to-do list is very long which six things might not sound like a lot but when you're preparing like entire work papers and stuff it's a lot um, and it can be very overwhelming. And with all that being said, I am also planning a wedding, as you all know. And this last week, we met to discuss floor plan. This week, we met to discuss timeline. And then cherry on top on my period this week. So I think I've said before how my period, I usually am actually in my worst mood the week before my period. And then the week of my period, I'm usually fine emotional, like stability wise. My issue is more so of just the irritability I get from the cramps I'm feeling and everything. And I just get kind of irritable from that. This week, though, was so different. I felt like I was a ticking time bomb with my emotions. And I was just extremely overwhelmed all the time. I felt like I couldn't get, I couldn't breathe enough air. I truly just felt like my chest was not taking actual deep breaths. And I was so overwhelmed and... Monday started out fine. I actually had to go in office and I was pretty busy in office, but um, I didn't get as much done as I wanted to in office because our interns had just started. So I was networking with them and that took like two hours out of my day, which I ended up just, you know, saying whatever, I'm not going to make up for the time when I go home and I'm pretty much just going to wrap up one thing and then log off after I go home. And that's what I did. And I didn't have like a ton to do as of Monday, but then it was like all of a sudden on Tuesday, I felt like it was like, okay, everything needs done this week basically. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And then on top of this, I'm like trying to decide on our floor plan. And I had the meeting for our timeline for the wedding. And basically I had all these things related to our wedding in my head that I knew I wanted. And 
came to the realization that ultimately everything I wanted I can't get because of the time of year, because of the day it is, and just some other variables. And I'm having to basically compromise on all the things that I like really truly wanted. And nobody's making me. Like my wedding planner was all for the plan that was aligned with everything I wanted. But when I really sat down and thought about it, I was like, this really just doesn't make sense for me to do the things that I really want because of the inefficiencies and the issues it causes. So I basically ended up having to, I, I haven't like set it in stone, but it's pretty much set in stone. I guess you could say that everything I wanted, I've ended up, you know, doing the opposite of, I guess you could say for the wedding day. And it, like I said, nobody's forcing it on me. It's truly my decision, but it's a decision to make other things work in my favor, the guest favor and things like that. And ultimately save more money too. Um, but with all that being said, I think that I was upset about that a little bit deep down and not like crippling upset. I was just, you know, a little sad about it because it, what I had envisioned for myself, what I realized wasn't going to be my reality. And that can be a hard pill to swallow, especially when you're spending a lot of money and time with planning a wedding. So that happens. And then I also had a lot of meetings this week and meetings aren't typically common for me. Um, just at my level that I'm at as a CPA, just because I'm lower on the totem pole and, you know, I'm not involved with like client things, but I just have like a lot of kickoff related calls for my provision and things like that. And it was just pretty stressful. And basically, long story short, I just got so overwhelmed with my work to the point where I would get, I was getting really overwhelmed. This, This was especially bad on Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday were two of the worst days I've ever had mental health wise and I'm sure you all know the feeling where you're starting to feel really worked up and overwhelmed you know your your body's getting more tense your brows are furrowed your jaws clenched your heart's racing a little bit you're just feeling the pressure of time and you realize you're overwhelmed and in that realization and that recognition that you feel that way It sort of inhibits your ability to function how you need to. So then you're stressing about your stress because your stress is standing between you and what you need to get done. And it's this feeling where you're almost watching yourself spiral out of control and each little subsequent inconvenience or thing that goes wrong just triggers more stress. And that is basically the epitome of what happened to me on Tuesday and Wednesday. It's like I felt myself getting really worked up and anxious because it's like I had pings coming in left and right, emails coming in left and right. And it was like follow-ups to things that were already on my to-do list. Like, oh, also, can we add this in or do this instead? And it was like a lot of moving pieces instead of it being in one place, which is just really overwhelming when you're having to keep track of your to-dos between pings on teams but then also these three emails and then the comments in the emails and I just and I was like I don't even have time to sort through all of these little pieces of it and it got to the point where it was like each little ping I got or each email I got asking me to do something I just would start panicking I mean full-on panic and I mean my just not being able to breathe really and crying and getting so frustrated literally yelling at my computer I feel so lame for saying that out loud but I was literally like 
screaming at my computer and I don't think this is normal I always think back to this time I was at a recruiting event last year and this girl that I don't really know her that well but we're we're co-workers or whatever and we haven't ever worked on anything together I've just been in her presence with recruiting and stuff and she's really sweet and great and everything but some a manager had mentioned just I don't remember what we were talking about but basically something along the lines of asking if we had cried over work or something like that and I was like oh too many times to count haha and I was literally only like six months into job at this point and I mean it was an exaggeration like I really hadn't cried that many times I probably cried like five times at that point but this girl is a year ahead of me and she was like oh I've never cried over work and I remember just staring at her and being like who are you? Like, what superpower do you have? Because that's crazy. And every time I have a mental breakdown, I think of her saying that and I feel so lame for screaming at my computer and crying. Like, that's so not, that can't be normal. And that can be normal for me to me doing that is what I'm saying. I, it makes me feel like a weirdo, but you know, whatever. We all process things differently. And I was just spiraling out of control and I almost felt like I was looking down at myself from my like out of my body at myself at my desk and just watching myself literally just go down 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 and it was a mess and I was just feeling very stressed for a lot of reasons there's just a lot of other stress in my life with other stuff too that I just don't talk about as much and it's nothing it's it's honestly kind of tied to everything I talk about but it's just stuff that I don't really feel comfortable sharing sometimes and it has nothing to do with I mean like friendships or relationships or anything like that totally intrapersonal and not interpersonal but anyways it has just been rough lately and ultimately I got to the point of total breakdown I would be doing the most random task in the evening I was cutting an onion no, not cutting an onion, because that makes it sound like I was, if I say it and I was crying, it makes it sound like I was crying because I was cutting an onion. I don't know what I was cutting. It wasn't an onion. I was just saying that as an example. Basically, I was preparing dinner, and I was cutting something for dinner. Just started, burst it out in tears, and Griffin, my fiance, is on the couch, and he just looks at me, and he's like, are you good? Like, <laughs> let it out. Are you good? What's going on? And it was, it's just so hard for me to explain, because it's just like, I'll be fine, and then I just all of a sudden burst out of t- in tears and that it was just really hard because then it was consuming my little ounces of free time that I had outside of work because I was you know so stressed out by it and everything and I think on top of all of that I was very overwhelmed by the fact that I was feeling like I was getting super burnt out and I knew that I don't I didn't have next week off and I'm actually going into something that I need to be very mentally sharp for and I started freaking out over the fact that I felt like I was burning out and I wouldn't be able to be mentally sharp for that so that was also really freaking me out I just switched the room I was recording in and recorded for eight minutes and it was so good and I just realized my microphone was on mute the whole time so that's lovely but at least I didn't record the whole episode the whole rest of the episode that would have really been the cherry on top of this week but ultimately I know you all are waiting for me to share how to get through a bad day and how to get out of a slump and really I'm just going to be sharing three points with you all this week and ultimately 
I just got to the point of utter desperation where I realized I had to make a change. My Tuesday and my Wednesday were so bad and I did not read or, well, I worked out on Tuesday, but I worked out in the evening instead of in the morning, which really kind of threw me off. And I didn't read it all on Wednesday. And I know you're probably like, why does that matter? And I'll get into that later. But those are things that really helped me detach from work and escape my reality. And I didn't take the time to do those things. And I ultimately think that that played a big role in my inability to de-stress on both of those days. And it really played into me getting really worked up. And ultimately, I just wanted to share first and foremost that your mindset matters more than you think it does. And I am the type of person that will wait until, just wait for things to happen for me, basically, I guess is what I'm saying. And I am really trying to break this habit because it infiltrates so many areas of my life where I don't like making decisions myself. So I just sort of, I tell myself I'm waiting for the right time or waiting for the right feeling to take action on things. But this is not a good way to live because you waste so much time waiting for a moment that you never know is actually going to come or not. Ultimately, the same is true for your mindset. A lot of times I will tell myself I'll just wait until... Certain circumstances are different or I'll wait until I feel better to commit to just having a better mindset and outlook on things, but your mindset matters so much more than you think it does. And ultimately, I just got to this point of desperation, like I said, where I was just so desperate for my day to go differently because my Tuesday and Wednesday was so rough that I just knew I couldn't make it through Thursday and do the same thing all over again and I Wednesday night I was in the shower and I kind of just had that realization I was like I cannot have the day I just had today and yesterday again tomorrow I simply I can't there's no way I can do it so in that moment out of desperation I which I hate that it waited until I waited until that point because I could have you know made this decision on Tuesday when I first got really overwhelmed but I made the decision to just completely start over blank slate to my mindset and you know I was feeling all these frustrations with work I was feeling so overwhelmed and I went to bed with all of those feelings on Tuesday and I woke up with them on Wednesday and I carried them through my Wednesday and it made my Wednesday so much worse than it needed to be ultimately my I was very unfocused because I was so overwhelmed I was not able to think straight I wasn't able to do things at work that I did a year ago when I was only like six months into work. I was not able to do them nearly as efficiently as I was able to last year. And I mean, there were a lot of other complexities with it this year that we didn't have last year too, but I was really, really struggling and that alone was stressing me out. And I was getting stressed about the fact that it was taking me longer and everything. So I was just really freaking out. And I ended up deciding I'm going to start Thursday with a blank slate. And, you know, you hear people say all the time that each day is a new opportunity to start over. But I really, really like the phrase resetting at zero at the start of each day. I've seen this from time to time and I love describing it this way because I'm a very visual person and I love the visualization of like pressing a reset button and starting back at zero at the start of each day. 
so you're not letting what brought you down yesterday overstay its welcome and that is one of my biggest issues is I will get so bogged down and beat up by something whether it's in my personal life or at work and I will carry it with me day after day after I've already dealt with the emotion and processed it and there are a lot of times when I do shove it under the rug and in those situations you know no I I I do need to take more time to process it at some point but I feel like now as an adult I've gotten to the point where I just let feelings overstay their welcome and I'm letting things that bring me down drag into the next day and they ultimately end up you know impacting the rest of my day because you can't expect you know to start a day with a poor mindset until you know you're not in a good mood because you've brought all this negativity with you from the day before and all the stress with you from the day before you can't expect a good day to come from that you know and I have to remind myself you know I have the power and the ability to turn things around my mindset is in my control and it matters so much more than I think it does and I need to give it more credit for what it can do for me and I'm notorious for falling in the habit of waiting on things to just magically swing back into routine or the norm or for my mindset to just be good again and let's be honest I mean a lot of that is because as a woman I know that my moods are very cyclical and predictable because of my cycle so I know that you know the week before my period I'm just gonna be not doing well mentally and emotionally it's gonna be a rough time for me And what I typically do is I'll say, okay, it's the week before my period, so I'll, you know, let myself be in a good mood again in 10 days because that's about how long it'll take. So I'll see y'all then. And that's just like, why wait until that 10th day when I could start now with choosing a better mindset? And it's not about, you know, ignoring the way that I feel during that time because I can't help the way my hormones are going to make me feel ultimately. You know, I'm going to feel more stressed. I'm going to feel more sad. I'm going to feel more anxious during that time. And all of that's okay, but that doesn't mean I can't open up my toolbox and use the tools I have that help me in my mental and my emotional health during that time. But what I'm doing is I'm just sitting on my couch and letting my toolbox sit there and stay closed when I know it's there when it's that time of the month for me or the week before my time of the month. I'm completely, you know, turning my eye to the fact that I have a toolbox right there that has plenty of things that I can utilize to have a better mindset mentally and and then, you know, emotionally just put myself in a better place too. And I'm waiting, instead I'm just waiting on, oh, when I know that things will, you know, naturally kind of pick themselves back up again. But why do that to myself? Why waste those 10 days that could be, you know, filled with great moments and just write them off as crappy just because of the time of the month it is? And I know that that may be a little annoying to say because I know, you know, our cycles impact all of us differently and everything and trust me I I still am going through it during that time but instead of just deciding that for that period of time I'm not going to put any effort into even trying to improve my mindset it's just so much better for me to decide okay no I am going to do something about this and do what I can to make this situation better for myself 
And why wait for that specific moment or feeling to decide that you're going to change your mindset or turn things around? You know, be proactive and make the decision now that you're going to turn it around and really take advantage of that blank slate mindset. So that is my first tip for getting out of a slump and getting over a bad day is to use a blank slate mindset approach and really just reset at zero at the start of each day. And I ultimately, like I said, just got that got to that point where I was like, you know what, I need to reset completely because there's no way I can do this again. And the second thing is once you've made this decision to reset at zero, plan for the next day to do all the things that the best version of you would do given what you have to do for the day. Obviously, the best version of myself probably would not be you know, setting out a computer the whole day and preparing tax returns, but that's my life. So I have to plan for the next day given my responsibilities and given my fact pattern of what I have to do. And it's really important for this point to remember that you're not striving for perfection here. If you're a perfectionist, you may have a little bit of a jaded view when it comes to the best version of yourself because a lot of times when I hear best version of myself I'm like oh best do you mean perfect no that's not what I mean but that's what I tend to think sometimes and that's not the case that's not what I want you to be striving towards and ultimately for me you're I think that this whole concept of planning for or planning to do all of the things that the best version of you would do is all about taking an inventory of the tools in your toolbox that are guaranteed to boost your mood and decide which ones you're going to take out of your toolbox and use the next day. And with each tool that you decide to use from your toolbox, it's going to be like a domino effect or even a multiplier effect because each time you use one of those tools to do something positive for yourself that lifts your mood and makes your emotions better, your mood is going to incrementally get better each time. And I think of, there was this TikTok like forever ago, and I had to go back and find it last night to kind of get the gist of what it was about. But it was from Nikki. I think his at name is just at Nikki. And I believe it was talking about just the domino effects and how I think he was drinking white wine because it's something that really he really loves and it makes him happy and he was dancing in his room after a stressful day of work and each of those things created serotonin which then led to him doing the next thing that created more serotonin so after his really stressful day at work he poured himself a glass of white wine because he really enjoys white wine and then he was dancing in his room because he was really happy from his white wine and then after he was dancing in his room, he was really happy. So he reached out to a friend or something. It was something along the lines of that. And ultimately, that's the concept here. And when I was typing all this out, I was like, I feel like I've heard this before. And then I was like, let me go find that TikTok because I felt like it was a good representation of what I'm emphasizing here. And I wanted to share what I feel is the best version of me workday edition so that can give you all a little bit of a visual, at least for what it looks like for me. And this is actually kind of exactly what I ended up doing Thursday morning. So I had my mental breakdowns basically all day, Tuesday and Wednesday, losing my mind. And then on Wednesday night, I decided I was like, we are starting fresh late tomorrow. It's a new day. 
and we are going to completely start over. And then I asked myself, what can I do tomorrow that I know is going to lead to me having a better day than I did the last two days? So I asked myself that. First thing, working out in the morning early before work. I have just noticed that my clarity when I'm working, like my mental clarity, I'm a lot more sharp in the morning if I work out in the morning as compared to if I don't. And I go through seasons where it really works for me and then I go through seasons where it doesn't. When it's dark out in the morning, when I'm going to work out, it doesn't really work for me. But I'm trying to take advantage of it now during summer when it's, you know, light out at like 6.30 and it's not always light out at 6.30. And I am trying to take advantage of that and go to 6.30 a.m. workout classes. And then me going to a workout class in the morning, it dominoes into me having time to read and journal and do my devotional and meditate and pray and all of those are things that I don't always take the time to do because I tend to just snooze my alarm if I don't work out in the morning. So it's a positive, you know, just totally a multiplier effect or a domino effect, whatever you want to call it, because when I choose to work out in the morning, I you know, I go and then I have endorphins and because I got up early, I have more time in my morning and because I have more time in the morning, I get to read the book I really enjoy, which makes me happy and in a better mood and then I end up feeling like journaling because I have time to and it's truly just that domino effect and I'm so bad about, you know, just snoozing if I don't go to a workout class in the morning. I'll kind of just lollygag in the morning and I'm not the best about committing to making the most of my mornings. And I miss out on that positive domino effect when I don't work out in the morning because I don't have anything that makes me get up. So I just usually choose to sleep and then I end up having no time for those positive dominoes. And another thing is going on a walk or making meals at home, getting on social media less, creating positive moments with others around me, whether that's the people at work, just, you know, going out of my way to have positive interactions with them and having more positive interactions with my fiance and just being like overly nice and cheery. And I really was just planning for this ultimately. And I think that when you plan for this and then you follow through with it, so you tell yourself the night before, I've had a crap last two days or this whole day was crap this whole week was crap whatever I'm over it we're starting over tomorrow and I'm committing to doing these three things for my toolbox tomorrow that are going to you know be my domino effect items for my toolbox basically when you plan that and you commit to it and follow through with it It feels so good because you're essentially proving to your mind that you do indeed have control over your day, which is so great for your mind to realize when you've been feeling like you're spiraling out of control the last few days. For me, it was just, it was really like I felt like my brain click in place when all of this happened because I literally went from, you know, spiraling out of control, feeling like I had no control over my day. I was losing my mind and just absolutely losing it. And then I decided I was going to do those things. I committed to it and I followed through with it. And ultimately that proved to me, look, you just decided that you, you know, could start over with a clean slate and you have these things that you can do that will make you feel better. 
And you know what happened? You had a better day. You didn't cry. You didn't have a mental breakdown. Were you busy? Yes, I was just as busy as I was the two days prior, but I handled it so much better because I freaking opened my toolbox and I committed it to myself to doing those things that I knew would make me feel better. And I started over with a clean slate. And it proves to yourself that when you take action and put effort into improving your well-being, you will feel better. Will everything be fixed or better? No. Will you be in control of absolutely everything that happens that day? No. Will you have the best day ever? No, but maybe. But you at least told yourself you were going to have a better day than the one before. So you did the things that you knew you could do that would help you guarantee to have a better day and prove to yourself that it truly does help to commit to having a better day and following it through with the actions that make you have a better day. And something that I think of when I talk about this, so Thursday morning, I, you know, y'all know the plan. Wednesday night, I said, I'm going to work out tomorrow morning and I'm going to come home. I'm going to make my protein smoothie that I love so much and I'm going to make my iced coffee. I'm going to whip out my five-minute journal that I haven't opened since May. I'm going to whip out my devotional that I don't think I've opened since May. I'm going to take some time to read I'm going to turn on some music I like. I'm going to do all these things, right? So Thursday morning rolls around. I get up and I'm dressed to go to my workout class. And I take a little mirror selfie with my Alani New Energy drink. And I post it on my Instagram story. And I say, let's have a better day or something along the lines of that. And just saying that really, I felt like, I, I mean, speaking it into existence, say whatever you want, but... Just saying things like that. And you know why I could say something like that? Because I committed to the blank slate mindset. And I sat down and I planned for the things that I was going to do to have a better day. I would not have said that Thursday morning if Wednesday night I didn't get to a breaking point where I realized, you know what, I'm going to start over tomorrow. We're, We're starting at zero. We're resetting the zero. Because... If I wouldn't have done that on Wednesday night, y'all, I would have rolled into Thursday and I would have literally opened my eyes and said in my head, you know, I can't believe I have to do yesterday all over again. And I'm like already telling myself that that's how it's going to be. So that's probably how it's going to be if that's how I'm deciding it's going to go. You know what I mean? So ultimately, I just find that the sooner you can recognize your feelings and take action on turning things around, the better you'll be at pulling yourself out of slumps in the long run because you'll have more experience with being able to notice when you're down and following that up with taking action the next day to bring yourself back up. And what I mean by that basically is when you can recognize, you know, you're spiraling out of control or having a bad day, you know, always commit to, okay, I'm going to have I'm going to start over tomorrow and then where's my toolbox and what can I grab for it from it to you know create this positive domino effect in my life and I think the more that you can have that be your automatic response after you've you know processed how you feel in that moment you will likely not deal with slumps that last as long and you'll likely not have to deal with the consecutive bad days I'm not saying that you're going to cure it all but you at least are more aware of how to get yourself through it and you have more experience doing it and it's really all about asking yourself what you can control 
and doing as many of those things as you possibly can to pull yourself out of the spiral and back to level ground. Because each little thing you do that puts you in a position of control is a step closer to feeling stable again. So maybe that's sending an email that you've been putting off at work. Maybe it's doing the dishes or cleaning your room, taking out the trash. Maybe it's scheduling an appointment that you've been putting off. Ultimately, I think that if you can focus on those items that you can control and just do as many of those things as you can, it really reminds yourself in your head, okay, I do have control over my day. Like these things are in my control and I'm checking them off and you know, I'm not spiraling out of control. I find that it's always really hard on those days where you have like a lot of lengthy, more difficult tasks to do and you're hammering at them all day long and then the end of the day rolls around and you haven't checked anything off yet. Like you've made progress on things, but you're not able to check it off yet. Oh my gosh, that like literally makes my skin crawl thinking about it because it is the worst feeling ever when you've been hammering away at something for so long and it's still not done and it's really just not a great feeling. And that feeling alone, a lot of times I will let that make me spiral and a way for me to sort of recognize that and do something about it is for me to just focus on the things that I can't control in my day because the thought of or the feeling that I am not in control of what's going on at work because I wasn't able to check anything off I can really follow that up with okay but what what can I control and that makes me you know not feel like I'm spiraling anymore and the very last point, which this one is so powerful, y'all, so definitely listen closely. You want to utilize opposite action to your advantage. If you've never heard of this, this is what I was talking about earlier when I was talking about a form of therapy that I was going to be talking about in this week's episode, the opposite action skill, and it is a DBT tool, I guess is the acronym for the dialectical behavior therapy, and I feel so, I feel like an imposter talking about this stuff because I'm not actually a psychologist, but like I said, this is something that I was doing, and then I realized that there was a term for it, so then I read about it and made sure it made sense with what I was trying to talk about, so now we're talking about it, but basically this is just doing the opposite of what you're initial emotional response tells you to do and you may hear that and think okay that sounds a little bit counterintuitive to letting yourself feel things and I know but let me let me dissect all of this so the key thing about opposite action is it activates us to respond which is great for people like me who tend to sit with the uncomfortable things and sulk longer than they should. And it's also great for people like me because I am somebody, like I've mentioned already in this podcast, who tends to do what? I tend to wait. And waiting on things to just happen for me, waiting to be in a better mood, oh, because I think it's just going to fall out of thin air and I'm just going to snap my fingers and be in a better mood. No, like I have to decide these things for myself. And that is why I think opposite action has been, or it was so helpful for, I don't want to say it has been because it's not like I've been doing it forever, but I was kind of doing it this week unknowingly. And I think it was so effective because of the way it activates us to respond And I've always struggled with pulling myself out of the trenches when I'm going through it. And ultimately this week, this was just so helpful for me 
to get me to a point of picking myself up and taking action instead of just waiting on things to happen for me or to me and waiting on my day to get better. I had this TikTok come up on my For You page the other day and I think it was a therapist and she was talking about how when people say we're supposed to sit with feelings, it's usually only meant to be long enough to be for that moment and basically just long enough to acknowledge what you're feeling and how you're instinctively wanting to respond. And sitting with feelings doesn't necessarily mean sitting with them for extended amounts of time so that you don't have to take action or so you can avoid doing anything about it if you just let enough time pass. So an example of opposite action is this. When we feel angry, our instinct is either to fight or defend ourselves or someone else. And when we engage with opposite action, we first acknowledge that we feel angry. And then we engage with the opposite action of our instinct to fight, which would mean doing something like engaging with kindness or acting with kindness, I guess I should say, or walking away from the situation. Another example is when we're feeling stressed or overwhelmed. Our instinct may be to shut down, like a freeze response. That's typically how I am. I when I get really, really stressed or overwhelmed, I don't feel like I can continue doing what I'm doing and I kind of just freeze up and my mind doesn't really work anymore. And after acknowledging for a moment that you're stressed and taking note of what your body and mind feels like and what you instinctively want to do, whether that's scream, cry, shut down, and be inactive, you then will choose to engage with the opposite action. So for me, I tend to go down a slippery slope when I get overwhelmed and it starts with feeling stuck and freezing up to where I feel like I can't do anything. If I don't do anything about it, in a matter of moments, it can spiral into difficulty breathing, crying, and having really destructive thinking patterns, and ultimately just having an overall breakdown. But then this takes a toll on my ability to function, which stresses me out even more when I realize I can't do what I need to do. And once I started trying out opposite action this week, I was able to acknowledge that I was starting to feel stressed. And instead of trying to shove it under the rug and work through it, I took a step back from my computer, I took a deep breath, and I walked away from my computer for a few minutes, and I acknowledged how I felt and what I instinctively wanted to do, which was freeze, give up, have a breakdown. And then I decided I needed to do the opposite of that and stay active. And this is what I basically did on Thursday because I still had a ton of work going on on Thursday. I told y'all that I committed to a better Thursday. But instead of getting really stressed out and just working through it, I acknowledged how I felt and I decided how I was going to respond. And I gave myself that time to decide how I was going to respond instead of just letting my emotions sort of do the responding for me. And you may be thinking, but wait, isn't staying active, working through it, what you just said you normally do and doesn't work. And if that's what you're thinking, then you missed a key detail. The fact that in one situation, which would be my Tuesday and Wednesday situation this past week, I don't acknowledge my stress and I try to push it away by continuing working. And the other situation, which is my Thursday, I acknowledge that I'm stressed and how it's making me and my body feel. I take a quick breather and then I start myself back up on a fresh mindset slate, 
once I've processed how I felt. Sometimes I have to even create some sort of moment of separation to really help me embody this clean set mindset when it comes to resetting. And you don't have to wait until the next day to reset. You can choose to in that moment. And that's what I chose to do on Thursday. I really like to think of it as a clean slate when I am taking that moment to myself to reflect on how I feel and then engage in opposite action. So the example here is I got really stressed on Thursday again and I was getting anxious because I was like, oh gosh, this isn't about the turn of the Tuesday and Wednesday again, is it? But I decided, I was like, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to walk away from my computer for a few minutes and I'm just going to breathe and then I'm going to decide how I'm going to proceed. And I decided in that moment, I was going to keep going. I'm going to, because I mean, honestly, I didn't have a choice. I have to work, you know, and I, but I told myself I'm going to take action and I'm going to do opposite action. What my body wanted to do in that moment, especially after the last two days I had had was just freeze, curl up in a ball, shut down, cry and go lay on my bed. That was all my body wanted to do in that moment. What's the opposite of that? Taking action. So I knew I needed to take action, but I knew I didn't want to necessarily just walk back to my desk, sit down, and keep going because I felt like I needed to just start over. So I told myself, you know what? I told myself last night on Wednesday night that I was going to start over on Thursday morning with a clean slate. What's stopping me from starting over with a clean slate right now too? And not even necessarily starting over with a clean slate because I was having a good day. I was definitely you know a little stressed with all I had on my plate but I was like you know what I can get through it and I didn't necessarily completely reset to zero but I told myself you know I can reset this emotion and start over there and the way I like to really embody that mindset is having that moment of separation from when I recognized what I was feeling, so that moment I felt like I was stressed, and then when I am starting engaging with that opposite action. So the way I separated it, I just went downstairs and I got one of my favorite little drinks and a snack. I got an Olipop and one of my coconut date bars from Trader Joe's. And I had my little snack and my drink, and then I walked back upstairs and took a deep breath, sat back down, and I got back to work, and I was fine. And you may think that that just sounds like ridiculous, but trust me, it could be walking downstairs and grabbing your favorite drink. It could literally be changing your outfit to like actually embody it being like a different moment in a different day. It could be turning on your favorite podcast or playlist. It could literally just be walking outside your house for a couple minutes. It just makes a huge difference when you actually acknowledge the emotion because you're able to move forward with a clean emotion slate rather than pushing something down that's going to eventually resurface and cause one bigger blow up as it keeps getting triggered, which is exactly what happened to me on Tuesday and Wednesday because I was just sitting there working at my computer. I got really stressed. I realized I was stressed and I was like, oh gosh, I'm really stressed. I just kept working and I didn't do anything about it. And so then what happens is I'm sitting there, I'm literally like squashing this under the rug, right? And then I'm getting pings and I'm getting emails. And each of those pings and emails is like poking the bear and it's a trigger to the fact that I was feeling stressed. So I just literally think of, you know, underneath the rug, like it is just about to burst basically because I've been pushing it under the rug, but it keeps getting touched. It's kind of like, you know, messing with an open wound. And I was trying, sitting there so hard trying to shove it under the rug and just keep working, keep working through it. 
And then ultimately, it just exploded in front of me because I never took the time to acknowledge that I was stressed and I never did anything about it. And then Thursday, it was different because, you know, I acknowledged, okay, I'm feeling stressed right now. What does my body feel like doing? What do I feel like doing? I told myself, okay, I'm feeling stressed and I really just feel like freezing and shutting down right now because I really just don't want this to be another yesterday. And told myself in that moment, okay, we feel that way. And I only let it last for a moment. You know, I didn't let myself sit with that feeling for forever. And I know that a lot of times, you know, I, the phrase, you know, sitting with your feelings is so common, especially with therapy and self-care culture. And it's a great thing to be bringing to light. But I think we need to remember that, you know, sometimes we do ourselves more harm than good when we let ourselves sit with things for too long, especially if you're somebody like me who is indecisive and struggles with taking action, especially when it comes to dealing with your emotions and processing your emotions. So having something like the opposite action to work with is so helpful because Thursday I was able to realize how I felt and instead of waiting on myself to feel better or waiting on myself to not feel stressed anymore like I was trying to do Tuesday and Wednesday, I thought that just continuing working I would eventually not feel stressed as I you know, cross things off my to-do list. But then guess what? My I had my things on my to-do list were too hard and too time consuming that I didn't get to cross them off. So then I was basically in a position of, you know, I was expecting the stress to just go away because I crossed something off, but that's not how it works. So then, you know, Thursday it was just really powerful for me to really live the whole experience of having the whole mental breakdown and the terrible days Tuesday and Wednesday deciding I was going to do something about it, following through with it on Thursday and seeing what came out of it, which was basically, you know, did I have a busy, exhausting day? Yes. So I'm not sitting here saying this is going to solve your problems. It's going to make your life sunshine, butterflies and rainbows, but it will make the worst things feel so much less painful and so much less draining. I was still really exhausted at the end of the day on Thursday. I had a long day and it was a long three days. But you know what? I had a better mindset starting with the day. I showed myself that I am in control of my mindset and that I can commit to that and that, you know, I have my toolbox with me whenever I need it. And if I let myself feel my feelings for a moment, and that's really all I need is a moment to acknowledge them and acknowledge that they're there. And then if I, you know, engage with that opposite action, it helps me so much with taking action instead of freezing up and just waiting on something to happen for me to pull me out of my feeling the emotion state. So I really hope this episode was helpful for you all. I just, this was not the plan for this week up until last night, but I just realized Thursday night after I had my day, I was like, I have to talk about this because holy cow, what a 180 in emotions and mindset that I had between Tuesday and Wednesday and then Thursday. It was just crazy what a difference it made. And I am so committed to just working on myself that this is what happens. I, you know, go through something really difficult and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't let this happen again. How can I fix it? I'm like immediately like trying to do something about it. And um, I just really got to the point of utter desperation where I had to make a change. But I hope this episode was helpful for you all. And just remember that it is always up to you and in your hands. You can start 
reset at zero any moment of the day. It doesn't ha- you don't have to wait till the next day. You don't have to wait until you're off your period. You don't have to wait until you're in a relationship again. You don't have to wait until you have your dream job. You don't have to wait until you have your dream apartment. You don't have to wait until you have a group of friends. You can literally do it today, any day, and reset your mindset and you can focus on the things you can control and you can do all you can and use the things you have in your toolbox that you know will create as many of those positive moments as possible for you. And that ultimately is going to be what helps you pull yourself out of that slump, get out of that slump and get through and get over those bad days. And I hope you all enjoy this episode and be sure to follow In Bloom Podcast on Instagram. It's just at In Bloom Podcast. Follow me on Instagram as well. If you want more content from me, it's at Abby period Aslan. It's always in the show notes. And if you enjoy my content and you want more from me, I do upload videos on YouTube once a week as well. So definitely check those out and be sure to leave a rating review. I love seeing what you guys have to say and it really helps the show out a lot. So I totally appreciate it if you do it and I love you all so much and I hope you all have a great week when you're listening to this and I will talk to you all next Monday.